I've been playing outdoors since I was a kid, standing by the front door at around two years old, hollering, side, side, trying to get my mom to let me go play outside. Now, after 30 plus years working in the outdoor business, I'm dropping insider conversations every week with brand leaders, guides, marketers, CEOs, and others that make the outdoor business a trillion dollar juggernaut that drives product innovation, revenue, and public policy for everything outdoors. I'm Rick Says. Welcome to the Outdoor Biz Podcast, available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Miles to Memories podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by MTM's managing editor, Mark Osterman, and from As the Joe Flies, travel agent extraordinaire, Joe Chung, who uh, managed to get my cruise booked this week without too many problems, even though he broke the credit card payment processing. But uh, you're a great travel agent, Joe, and I really appreciate your help just to start off the show. I knocked it out for all of Royal Caribbean. It was pretty amazing. So, yeah. It was, it was annoying. I was I was worried they were going to double charge your card. Actually, they didn't, right? Or you haven't checked? Take I check. haven't checked. Yeah, I I'll, I'll double did, check it. I'm worried. Although I will I say, always Joe, worry about everything. That's why I like, uh, you know, I double check things for people. I will say Joe upset me because he miscalculated my tips and told me a price that was lower than it was supposed to be because I was trying to hit that Amex offer. Once it's quoted, I know. Once it's quoted, I it you come should hold them to it. It's like a law. <laughs> Hey, it was just the tips I miscalculated, okay? So it's a big week, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, the World Cup. I know uh, just, what, in an hour or so from when we're recording this, the World Cup uh, is kicking off for the U.S. team, the U.S. Yeah, if the U.S. loses, I'm just not going to release this episode at all. (laughs) um, But yeah, it is Thanksgiving. Is anybody anybody from uh, Wrexham uh, AFC or whatever on the uh, Wales Wales team? They're they're too too far down the... Dang it. They're too far down the... They got a couple good players. Come on. Yeah, but anyway, um, <laughs> banter, gotta do it. The Jets suck. Um, I am glad, though, that the Lions yeah. beat the Giants. Beat the Giants. The G. Anti Giants fan. But just for those of you who don't know, the Jets and the Patriots probably played one of the most incompetent offensive games in history. It was like 3 3. And then the Jets had the ball with two minutes to go, but because they are chicken, you know what. All right, they just ran the clock out and were like playing for the tie and you know got to fourth down with 30 seconds left which by the way it was a third and one and they didn't run the ball like if you're bleeding the clock anyway just run the ball anyway walk off punt return touchdown pretty much i mean there was two seconds oh, left on the clock i can talk i can top but that joe I can of course that. you can but it's just and what i wanted to, what i want to talk about <laughs> mark which you don't know is you don't know the coin man so some jets fan at the beginning of the season like flipped coin, flipped a coin for all the Jets games this year. And the coin is undefeated right now. Ten games, six and four has predicted them all. Um, and so this this insane what coin. Was the, what was the final season uh, prediction from the coin? Do you know? 11 and six, which is nuts because okay. the coin That'd has us losing to Chicago next week, which makes us six and five. And then we run off five in a row. <laughs> Chicago's so bad. And then we run the off five in a row. I, wa- I want a Justin Fields, though. I Zach... Zach Wilson, just garbage. Um, they're both not good. At least Justin Fields can run. Zach Wilson. True. They There are all these clips of him today, just missing wide open receivers and stuff like that. But anyway, the coin has the Jets going 11-6 and six and losing in the AFC Championship game. So for some, like if the coin, you know, I, I'll believe in the coin until the coin steers me wrong because AFC Championship game would be a dream, obviously. But anyway, okay, yes. enough football for me. 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So Michigan State football was playing for a bowl game this weekend, and they're up twenty-four to seven at halftime, and they lost. They end up losing in overtime. Their kicker misses a twenty-yard field goal. It was it was awful. But the really sad thing is, they lost to a bad team, up twenty-one points at halftime. Guess how many passes the uh, quarterback from the other team completed for the entire game? Twelve. One. One. <laughs> for six oh yards. My. Oh my! And then that's, in overtime, he completed another Zach, one for twenty-five yards. So he completed two passes. Right there. That's <laughs> Zach was, Wilson number. He was he was like two for nine for the game, and yet they scored thirty-eight points somehow. Like you know they're going to run; they can't throw it. Why why are you not stopping? Oh my gosh! It was like I wanted everybody fired. Speaking of fired, Joe, let's talk about uh, let's talk about Disney for a second with uh, Bob Chapek getting fired or. Re- being forced to resign. We didn't even plan whatever. that segue, people. That's how good it was. <laughs> we really didn't. Sean is. I just heard the word fired. <laughs> I look for it's opportunities. A, you know, it's like been 150 plus episodes. Sean is just a master at this now. Dude, let me tell you guys, like between, I just want to be clear. People on Thursday night, everyone was like acting like Twitter was ending. It was like end of the school year. People signing each other's yearbook stuff. I think everyone knew deep down that Twitter wasn't going to die, but it was like, it was like, that was, you know, that's, that's why Twitter is so good. Because you can just like revel in the drama and just all the jokes and memes coming out. Well, between that Thursday night and Bob Chakepeck getting fired, Sean, I don't even you've seen this news yet. You guys were recording MTM Vegas when this broke. But apparently Chapek was supposed to introduce the Elton John. There was an Elton John live concert on Disney Plus last night. Uh, we're recording on Monday. It was last night on Sunday. Chapek was supposed to introduce it and was fired like five to ten minutes before that. And he found out, you know... I'm fine with I they are human beings in the end. He has millions and millions of dollars that he's going to be fine with. But just as a human to be like fired right before you're supposed to introduce Elton John and obviously had no idea it was coming. So for those of you who don't know, Chapek is who gets out. fired he's, on a Sunday. That's like from Friday, the movie. How do you get fired on your day off? You know why, Mark? Because <laughs> Disney stock closed at ninety one dollars on Friday and it opened at one hundred today. That's why you fire someone on a Sunday. <laughs> It is strange, though, the the week of Thanksgiving, right? This is a very strange time to fire some a CEO of, I think, what are they, the biggest media company or the second biggest or something like that? I mean, they own like they own Fox now, right? So, yeah, yeah. But but um, just quickly before uh, I wait, they own Fox and ESPN. That's so yeah, they own like so much stuff. <laughs> they don't own. Fo- they do not own Fox Sports, but they own Fox's oh, okay. like gotcha. movie stuff, um, and they don't own Fox News. But for those who don't know, Bob Iger was like CEO for 15 years, and he kept not being able to leave. People are comparing it to Steve Jobs. It's the same idea. Like he and now he's left, and but now he's back. So it's just Twitter was insane, four days straight. What do you think? Do? The prices come down? I don't know. We can we can check while Sean gives us. I'll check while Sean gives us thoughts. Yeah, I think Iger coming back is really good for the Disney company overall. I mean, he wasn't a perfect CEO, but what he did was really grew this company. And their market cap grew 5x in that 15 years. He's the guy who bought Marvel. He's the guy who bought Lucasfilm, which is Star Wars. He's the guy who bought Pixar after his predecessor, Michael Eisner, pissed off Steve Jobs and uh, kind of soured that relationship. And then his big sort of... uh, crown jewel was fox acquisition which was what 71 billion dollars they took on a ton of debt which is one of the things that's really hurting the company and to bring it to the miles and points space because i know a lot of people out there go on disney trips and it's important to them and you know the guest experience really hasn't been what it used to be 
And of course, Disney fans uh, have been very vocal about that. But I've talked to a lot of people who are not Disney fans who sort of express that they notice it too. And uh, so I think the first thing you're going to see is really uh, some reversals of policies that have been very unpopular. I don't think that Disney's going to go back on charging for Genie Plus, which is their paid fast pass now. I don't think you're going to see some of those things to, to back revenue out. But I do think they're going to focus more on the guest experience. And I wouldn't be surprised if the board really looked at uh, surveys. Disney's really big on doing surveys, gathering feedback. And as you said, their stock price uh, is basically at you know significant historic lows. I think it hit its 52-week low last week. So uh, it's been it's been interesting. But Iger coming in is interesting because he knows the company, right? He was the chairman uh, up until like How a year ago. He? He's 72, I think. So he's... Oh, Iger 72? That dude looks so young. He looks great, Yo, man. He's, Botet, he's all about... Botox is serious stuff. <laughs> I take back anything negative I've ever said about them. Whatever, I'm never going to... You get a shot in your legs and then you won't sweat, so you won't need the uh, the glide anymore. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, by won't... the way... I... I'm going to start wearing my winter hats because of this uninsulated room. So, you know, the two months that the nice weather is over now. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Joe's back to, to the extremes of weather uh, in his podcast studio. But, yeah, I think Iger knows everybody. He knows all the members of the board. He's worked closely with all the upper management. Um, and Chapek really came in after Iger, tried to change everything. Their relationship soured. Iger, I wonder how much he had, you know, to play with this in the background, how my conver- backroom conversations he was having through the last couple months, uh, but uh, did he pick uh, the guy to replace him, or he did? And he basically, <laughs> I'm sorry, I shouldn't laugh, but I just laugh when it's awkward. He basically implied that he picked the wrong replacement for himself uh, so in this... an interview like a few months ago. Now, oh wow, Sean, oh before they fired him, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Sean, like I, I don't, I guess you haven't seen this news yet, but like apparently they, I don't know, like if they had had casual conversations before but they did not start talking to Iger about it until this weekend so it was like 48 hours they start talking to him I heard like I read someone report that he only had 12 hours to decide whether to take the job or not so it was all pretty sudden it's like to the point where I'm like did Chapek do something unsavory that like made them you know want to get really getting out ahead of it I'm not I don't think he did um and ultimately the board made the right decision but for those who don't know like they extended him three years ago um for three years, three months ago. And so they're really going back and he's getting a big severance. But if you have Disney stock or like any index stock or something like that, like with a company that big, the face of that company has a big difference on whether people trust the company or not. And even if Iger does the exact same policies as Chapek, he's just a better communicator. He's he's more like the cast member. I'm sure you've seen this, Sean, but you know, people normally say nice things about bosses when they leave just in case they have to work with them in the future or anything like that but i have not seen a single nice thing about chapek like it's just a lot of relief and like joy and like high fives and stuff like that so you know obviously there was it was just not a good fit at at best that's what you could say about chapek's time as ceo at disney and for his sanity i hope he doesn't go online and read twitter in the comments because it was pretty much universal joy I think in the business community, in the sports community, because of the ESPN tie-in, I don't think JPEG was popular among any segment. Of course, the Disney theme park fans hated him. Um, he really I follow movie Twitter too. Movie Twitter was like very into the whole thing. So you know, yeah. I mean, he really uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. He focused on profits over experience, and I don't think Bob JPEG understood the brand 
in a way that Bob Iger does. Even if Iger is a realist, he's not going to do ev- reverse everything to make everybody happy. But it should be a better experience. I think there's going to be more focus back on the experience in the parks for people who are going to visit there. We'll see long term. But Iger is the one who sort of went into parks like California Adventure and spent billion dollars to redo it. He sort of understands the experience has to be premium in order to char- charge these prices, whereas Chapek sort of chipped away at a lot of that over the last couple years during COVID. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But good news for for Disney fans. I think it's going to be good news, everybody out there, for your next trip, or at least in the long term. Uh, you'll, you'll, you're not going to... I don't see Disney getting cheaper, but at least with demand where it's at now. But I think we could get a better experience overall and that you might have people start caring about the bottom line when it comes to the experience. Disney missed estimated earnings, what, by 48% or something like that, mainly because of Disney Plus. So there's a lot of moving parts here, a lot of moving uh, parts for Disney this Plus just brings out crappy show after crappy show. That's why. And well, Joe, spending $30 it's billion. not just one more episode. No, not one more episode. It's all Dude, junk. the finale, the finale is on Wednesday. It is going to, like, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully you've already watched the Andor finale. It is going to be great. Mark just doesn't just does not took appreciate eight art episodes to get to something interesting. Cool. Just does just doesn't appreciate <laughs> true art and true cinema. Uh, stock is still at ninety seven dollars, by the way. So it's uh you know it's it's up quite a bit today. I mean that's that's like just the positivity behind the business. Like every community trusts Iger to a certain extent. Even if people complain about him, you know what you're getting, and it's at least not like Chapek was just. I mean, people called him Paycheck. Right. He was just like a he was just a numbers guy, which, you know, I think he probably like while Iger was in charge, Chapek did a lot of the money things that made Disney a lot of money. I think he's just great in those positions that aren't as forward facing. But in terms of face of the company with Disney and something like that, like it's a family company. You got to have someone who, you know, (laughs) no one's in. (laughs) Never mind. That's too mean. Continue. (laughs) Put it on Twitter, Joe, where all the other uh, people are saying all the mean things about uh Bob Chapek. Last thing, Bob Iger got a two-year contract. They're going to work together, him and the board, to find a replacement. So this isn't going to be, he's not going to be CEO for 10 years. As we said, he's he's fairly up there in age, but uh, still a spry guy. And this time, maybe he gets to redo his pick and, and find somebody who's a little better for the company. We'll see. Uh, but Mark, I wanted to talk to you. You have an update on your uh, on your upcoming trip. The whole, was it Hawaii? Did you tell us? So uh, was last time we talked, were you still going to Hawaii technically? Yeah, it was all based on when if my wife's uh, passport renewal came in in time. And on Friday, I got an email that it shipped. So I, I paid for expedited shipping. So it should be here today or tomorrow, I would guess. So it looks like we're doing the transition to Europe. And my wife's one that does not like to hotel hop or, or do anything like just wants to go one place and be there. And I was like, well, this trip ain't going to be that. So are you okay with that? And she said, yeah, I'm way more excited for this. Do Christmas markets. So I spent all weekend searching for flights. Found found some good flights back uh, on on uh, using Life Miles on Lufthansa. But flying out, not so great. And we're pretty much locked in on dates. So that makes it tough. And it's only two weeks away. So that's double tough. So the, fl- <laughs> the flight out that I found so far is Detroit to D.C., D.C. to Dublin, Dublin to Rome. <laughs> oh, so it's wow. going to be kind of kind of brutal. And then uh, the itinerary I just sent to her was a couple days in Dublin, fly to Vienna, check out that Christmas market, hop on a train to Salzburg, uh, Austria, 
uh, and I heard from a friend that that's a really cool town. So check out there for a night, then take a train up to Munich, check out their Christmas markets, then fly home from Munich. Um, so that's, uh, you know, that's a lot of travel in, in like six days or five days or whatever it is. It's crazy. That is a lot. I said, she's going to hate, she's going to hate it by the end of the time. I said, you're going to wish you went to Hawaii and sat on a beach. That's what, that's what we're doing. Especially all the cold weather too. Like it's going to, I mean, you guys are from Detroit, so you're not, it's not like you're not used yeah. to it. Like I would be, I would be dying, but just the being out, cause you want to be outside and see things and you know, it gets a little bit yeah, cold. Rome will be okay. I think it'll be like fifties, uh, maybe high forties. So that will actually be better than here. But yeah, as we move our way up uh, into Germany and all that, it's, you know, it's going to get colder and be Detroit-esque. But, you know, we'll have uh, the warm drinks, the warm wine and all that stuff from the Christmas markets, I guess, to keep us keep us going. But she she's not like high energy. So I wonder, you know, what day does she crash and just say, I can't do it anymore? Or does she power through? We'll see. After those flights is when she's going to crash. It's too many yeah, flights. That's what's that's what's terrible is like you're starting off on such a bad... And I can't, I searched East Coast, you know, I searched out of Chicago, Detroit, DC, like everywhere. And I can't find anything that's not, you know, 150K a person or 130K a person. So this was uh, using United uh, Miles and Aer Lingus as a part of it. It was like 83,000 a person business for, uh, on the flight over, but then economy from uh, Dublin to Rome. And, you know, not a big deal because intra Europe business is not really anything besides a block middle seat but i could have booked with uh avios and uh you know just added on the the washington the detroit to washington part separately and that would have been a little bit cheaper and it would have been business uh, for both those flights i think it would have been like sixty-eight thousand a person and then but the taxes and fees were saying fifteen hundred dollars total which i think that was just showing wrong online because it should probably be around 150 but i already have united miles uh from a quest sign up so i'd have to transfer everything in for british airways and then the extra added cost uh for taxes and fees so i ended up paying a little bit more you know and i've written about this in the past sometimes second best is the best depending on what you have and which accounts and i always try to focus on not transferring transferable currencies if possible uh and using up orphan stuff so that's what's cool about this trip is i'll use United Miles have been sitting there for a while, and Life Miles have been in there for like three years. So, bam. Do you have the United credit card for the expanded space, or uh, yeah. is it just okay? So she even with the expanded that. space, you're you're which still, I think uh, that's I think that since this is partners, I don't even know if expanded. Yeah, that's space. true. That's true. Well, so, I just mean for their own flights to Europe too. Yeah, um, yeah, but nothing. Yeah, no, yeah. nothing. Like 155k for most United flights is what I'm seeing uh, for all the other searches I did per person. So it's you know, it is what it is. I could wait because uh, the Detroit to Frankfurt usually opens up space. But, uh, you know, it's a couple weeks out and I checked like a week before we leave and they haven't opened up any there. So and that's, you know, a little over a week out. So I'm not so sure that that space is going to come. I'm surprised that it's early December, right, that things would be yeah. so busy. But early you know, to middle capacity, December. Yeah. Capacity still isn't where it used to be. So that could be, you know, fuller flights as people go out there to check out the the Christmas stuff, but it sounds like it's going to be a good trip. It's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Cause it's the complete opposite of yes. the Hawaii trip. Like, and I was, I'm not a beach person, but I'm kind of like exhausted from this year and, and everything that's been going on. So I was kind of looking for, okay, let's go to one place and just be easy, mellow, chill. And I did all that work to get the live flat over there for the same price, you know, at 50 K a person calling in and finagling that out of them. So I put a lot of effort into it. It's the second time I booked it. 
we booked uh, to Hawaii for our 15 year anniversary, which got canceled because it was uh, August of 2020 or, or June, somewhere in there, uh, the summer of 2020. So canceled it twice. I don't think I'll ever get her to Hawaii now. So it is what it is. She, for whatever reason, she's never been excited about it. So for you, Hawaii will always be Arby's sandwiches on the beach. I guess. And nothing else. I'll take my son. <laughs> I'll be like, here, we're going to go on this uh, romantic vacation, just you and me, boy. Let's go. Arby's, Arby's sandwiches, your true significant other. Uh, one thing, do me a favor, Mark. I'm curious, you know how they have like no AC and whatever over there. I'm curious whether like their insulation is just worse. You know how like older buildings and stuff like that, the insulation is just bad. So I'm curious if like it's hotter in the summer and colder in the winter again. Yeah. I am sitting in such a room right now. So I'm curious what uh, Europe is like and what your experience is going to be. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing, you know, is it better? Cause the crowds, especially like uh, Rome, I've never been. So most people go in the summer and it's blazing hot and there's crowds everywhere. And, you know, 50 is, is still pretty, if I get, if we get lucky and it's like, you know, low fifties, that's still pretty comfortable for us. And then, uh, you know, way less crowds and everything. I think it'll be kind of magical, maybe potentially we'll see. I visited Rome uh, in January uh, a while back. And the, yeah, as you said, the weather was nice. Uh, it was a little cloudy, but it wasn't raining or anything. And it was very comfortable uh, all throughout Italy as well, different parts of Italy. So I think you'll be you'll be good there. And as you said, the the crowds are still there. Like there were still tourists there. Like you know, you know, going to the Colosseum, there's still a line, but it wasn't like the hours long stuff that you see everywhere uh, in the summer. And as you point out, Europe in the summer is great, but like yeah, it's so hot in certain areas, and the crowds get you. I was you know just in Paris at the beginning of the summer, right at the beginning of the travel crush this year, and there were so many people everywhere that it just wasn't fun. I was just, you know, the city itself, all those things that you, you know, those romanticized things about Paris were just sort of like you were just exhausted from the crush of people because everywhere you went, you were bumping into people. It was that busy. So I think going in the off season is a, a good way to go, especially if you can handle the weather. I think we're going to shoot for uh, the Coliseum night tour too, because I guess there's a, a limited amount of people that can get in and uh, you don't have crowds and stuff and you get to actually go down and walk, uh, you know, like down in the Coliseum a bit. And stuff, so I think that would be a really cool, unique experience. Probably be cold as hell, but you know, we'll <laughs> we got to do it. And then that'll be after the long day of travel. I'll be like, all right, we got to go out at 7 p.m. and go stand in the cold and walk around this thing. So, oh man, she's gonna hate me so much. But she's she had the big. I said, is this cool? Like, you know, it's gonna be a lot of stuff. Yep, I'm in. I'm more excited about this. Okay, we'll see. I hope so. Can't wait know. to yeah. Can't wait to hear all about it. Uh, you wrote on the site this week about some issues you're having activating a brand new American Express card, right? And uh, I know you wrote an article on the site. People can go view that. I know a lot of people in the comments had mixed reactions. Some people weren't having this issue. Other people's were. Can you explain what happened and, you know, maybe some advice for people out there who are running into the same thing? Yeah. So it seems like from the data points that uh, no lifetime language business card offers are running into issues. So, uh, you know, a lot of people said their business platinum application had this problem and a couple uh, gold uh, Amex no lifetime language offers too for, on the business side. So personal cards seem to be fine. But uh, we signed up and you had to log in because it was a targeted emailed offer. It was the one that was 200k if you do 50, 150k from the biz platinum after $15,000 in spend, the uh, business checking account will give you 30,000. And then if you do both, you get a $20,000 or 20,000 point bonus. So we I did that for me. And then for my wife, you had to log in to, to sign up because it was a email targeted offer. 
and, uh, you know, went through the whole thing. They didn't give me the chance to get an instant card, which I thought was a little bit weird. And then when I got it, I went to activate them and it, it said cannot, it didn't even offer to log in. Like you couldn't log into your current account to add it to. It just had us like trying to sign up for a new one. So I said, oh, well, that's weird. It's never worked this way. So I logged into the Amex account and then tried to add it that way, like manually add a card and said error cannot add. So what they're doing, it seems, is they're attaching all new membership rewards accounts to these new signups. And that's why you can't add it. And it's a whole mess. And uh, some people have been able to get it added to their login. Other people haven't. They created a new login. I was able to get mine via chat added, but it still shows zero membership rewards points instead of the balance like the other card. So I think it got added to my login, which was nice for payment ease, but they're not linked up at all. It said it should be three days. It's been like five days, still not linked up. So they couldn't figure out how to do it for my wife. So I just set up a new login for hers, but it's a huge mess. Yeah. I wonder, are they, you know, these offers have been so generous for so long somebody tinkering with stuff on the back end or i mean i just wonder how something like this happens specifically to those types of offers. they always yeah. jack up stuff end of year beginning of year but it's it's, it's just like it's more inconvenient than anything right because it's still under your name so even if it's a separate membership rewards account you can transfer to wherever you want to transfer it's just like annoying for it to be split up or whatever well there yeah i mean if you're transferring to travel partners 100% it doesn't really matter much if you want to cash out via Schwab, you can't do that anymore. And then I worried that the, you know, because the, they're going to post to different membership rewards accounts. So are we going to get those 20,000 point bonuses for doing both things because they're not really linked up anymore? And then do I really even want to fight for that for 20,000? You know, so cash out. And then if you use the business platinum 35% uh, rebate for booking business class flights or the airline of your choice, if it's not linked up to your other account, you can't use those to get that bonus if this is your only business platinum card. So there's some annoyances for, for half the people. It's probably whatever. It's just annoying to pay from a different account. And then for other people, it changes their whole setup and their whole game, really. That's frustrating. Yeah, hopefully yeah. They, they get it fixed soon. I have a business platinum I'm a, about to apply for soon. Uh, we might want to push offers. that off a couple of weeks. Let this. Yeah, uh, I'm going to wait. I mean, I'm going to wait for the simmer. triple dip anyway on the travel credit, so... I would figured I was going to wait a few weeks, but yeah, yeah. I don't. So I ju- I was going to do the triple dip. I jumped in early because my sister wanted help uh, getting uh, Nintendo Switch at a discount, and they sell them on Dell. So we had four hundred dollars in Dell credit covers the whole thing. So I gave her a really good deal on it, and then I figured, you know, it, I can still probably pull it off. I'll just wait till January, do the you know the the airline booking, another Dell credit, and then I can downgrade it to a green, pay the hundred bucks. It's worth it. You get four hundred dollars and stuff for a hundred dollars out of pocket, essentially, maybe a little bit over with uh, the the discrepancy in a month or whatever. So, it, I mean, it's coming out of my pocket a bit more, but it's still possible. And I did it solely because they were in stock on Dell, and I didn't want to wait to a couple weeks into December and have it not be in stock. So, you know, no good deed goes unpunished, as they say. And just to backtrack, the triple dip just means if you get like a platinum card or a card with credit uh, like that in towards the end of December or in December, you can get the credit in December of this year and then the credit for next year. Then you can get a credit for the year after that, right before or when the annual fee hits and you know you can decide what to do with the card there. So you can sort of optimize it that way. If you're thinking about applying soon anyway, you know it might be make sense to wait if that works for you 
If it doesn't, and there's like, to your point, Mark, I think that's great advice. If there's other things that you need to do or that it's going to work, just apply for the card and get it. I don't know that this is worth messing with all your plans to get that triple dip, but if it's in within your plans, it's always nice to do it uh, if you can time it right. So uh, it's the, that good time of year to do that. Triple dipping and Southwest Companion Pass, getting ready for that. Those are what I think everybody in yeah. the hobby is doing right now. Yeah, and that's kind of a throwback to our previous episode where we talked about timing applications and how it can really increase your the value you get and you know playing the next level of the game, basically. Speaking of throwbacks, you ready for Joe's stupid story of the day? Miles yes. and points rela- related. Um, so I got this letter, guys, and I'll I'll show you, even though no one can see. And it was from City. Uh, you know, I have an old City checking account from like remember back in the day where like getting City gold was good or whatever. And so I have it. I've had it for I don't know eight, ten years now. And they sent me a letter sixty days ago saying if you don't do a mobile deposit or something, we're gonna close the account. And your money's going to go to the state or whatever. And you got to, what are those websites where it's like www.lostmymoney.com? Yeah, we have, we have an article on it. Yeah, yeah. So people can check. Yep. Well, then this week I got a 15 day notice and I was like, okay, okay, I got to handle this now. So I went to go log into City. I haven't logged into City for a while. I went to go log into City and they were like, you need to activate your new debit card. Um, and I have no idea where it was. So I didn't have my debit card, couldn't log into City, couldn't make my mobile deposit. I was just thinking about like, you know, I tried to call, but then like when I called, like I didn't, I didn't have my debit card. So, you know, it was just like a mess. And I was like, oh no, are they going to actually close this account? Am I going to have to go to the Miles to Memories article on how to get my money back from the state? But then finally I found my old debit card and I put, punched that number in and they didn't ask for a new expiration or a CVV or anything. So, um, you know, that worked, but it was just like, once again, like all this stress for like an hour while I was taking care of this to keep the account alive, which I don't even know if I want to keep the account alive, but I just did it so I didn't have to find my money later. Why didn't you just like transfer the money out? <laughs> yeah. Well, now I, I should just do that now. I don't know why I like leave my money in the account because like, I don't know what I, there's no logic this is the point. The point, the point is there's no logic, lots of procrastination. And once again, cause myself an hour stress for no card? reason. Do you even have a prestige card? Do you even have a city prestige anymore? <laughs> Not any, I don't have it anymore. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Let them close it. Transfer the money out and let them close it. No, but if they close it, then I got to like wait for it to get to the state or whatever. I know, you know. but you don't I have to transfer you, it out myself. I can yeah. transfer it out myself now. Yes. But, you know, once again, Joe not crossing his T's and dotting his I's has led to unnecessary uh, annoyance and struggle. So, um, yep, that's my stupid story of the day. This is a good reminder to never link a city checking account to your login with credit cards on it because it messes Oh, where were you yesterday, up. Sean? Well, I, I, I talked about this no, years I mean, ago. A decade because, ago. A decade because, ago. Because, yeah. well, had that account been closed, your login would have been zapped because yeah, it'll no, still that's add this. I, you're right. This that's happened what I was to really me. stressed about, yeah. Yeah, this happened to me a few years ago where I went into, you know, I closed the account. And when I went to log in, all of a sudden it started asking me for the debit card number. It wouldn't take any of my credit card numbers. And of course, the account was closed, so the debit card was no more longer valid. Hours and hours on the phone with City, and the only resolution was to create a new login and relink all my cards because that login was essentially dead. And so and I you learned have to that call lesson. in to link your thank you account because you can't do that <laughs> yeah. online. Oh, Wait, oh, that yeah, means so that means what's worse? I cannot, what's worse, City or or Bank of America business? It's all pretty bad. 
Mark, that's see see what you hear what Sean just said. Now I can't even close. I can't close that checking account because my stupid credit cards are linked to it. So, Sean, you just saved me from I mean, being locked out of all just, my credit cards. Yeah, if no, I, ever, I believe. I, I think I, I believe that that's how it works. Yeah, I think I, you can still get in, but then if you ever get to that point where it's asking for like a secured thing, it's asking for only the it'll only ask for the debit card number on the checking account to verify. And that's where you run into away. the problem. So it doesn't oh, mean that you can't close it. But... Guys, it's 2022, guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah you know, it should be simpler. Your story also reminds me, I, you know, I check the the lost money every once in a while. Uh, Mark said we have the article and I, and I check it. And uh, recently I found M&T Bank uh, from way back in those bonuses la- uh, in the day I had left. Yeah, I was doing multiple accounts. I forget what the play was with that, but I had multiple M&T Bank's accounts and I left one open with my wife and one opened with me and eventually they closed it and sent the money to the state and thankfully I got it back. So, but, uh, yeah, keep an eye on your, it wasn't very much money in there, whatever the, whatever, just a yeah. few bucks to keep it. But that was, yeah, you could just, just get like $200 bonuses over and over and over. Yeah. And yeah. So I had so many accounts and I forgot to close, uh, one of them for each of us. Cause I, I, I don't know, but so yeah, good, good organization on my end and uh, on Joe's end too. He's just leaving, leaving accounts. What, what, what's the point of having that account, Joe? At this point, because now it's attached to his login. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I just no, no, I you're no. There's no. I should have closed it years ago. But yeah, now, now I'm like nervous about my login or what. I don't. It's just I can't. City, yeah. another one that won't let you have your business cards and personal cards on the same login. Like, what's with these banks and making everything so difficult for us? All right, well, let's finish on they a lighter the note. Payments. They want the missed payments. They want the missed payments. The breakage. All right, so let's finish on a bright note and let's talk as we teased last week about St. Louis and the last Holodome and everything that you did. And I visited the Holodome and did all the same stuff earlier this year. So uh, we, I waited to talk about it so we can kind of discuss this. You, uh, you grew up going to the Holodome, right? I had never gone to a Holodome as a kid, so I don't have that same personal connection to it. But you, you grew up going there, and you kind of found that the last location was in St. Louis a while back. And uh, how was it? Yeah, we grew up there as a couple in Michigan, so we would go there like as a family uh, reunion spot and and stuff like that. So a lot of good memories. And for people that don't know, the Holodome is kind of like a motel where you'd normally have like a courtyard in the center. And they just put like a pool and putt-putt and shuffleboard, arcade, uh, ping pong, all this type of stuff right in the center, like a little bar area. And it's open atrium style and the doors open up to it. So the cool thing was if you got like a room that opened up to the pool, you could run into your room to go to the bathroom and it was really easy. So, you know, a lot of the indoor water parks are kind of, you know, oh, the holodome, uh, a gratitude and a thanks. So, so yeah, we do this thing every year, try to called siblings and sons where me and my sister and our two sons uh, go, meet up somewhere, go on a trip. So I picked St. Louis mainly around the holodome. Uh, it was in the Holodome, the Holiday Inn is like 30 minutes outside of downtown, and it's right next to Six Flags, but Six Flags had already closed for the year, so we didn't get to hit that. But we stayed downtown the first night at the Hyatt Regency and did the uh, arch, went to the top of the arch, which was pretty cool for them. I had done it last time I was in town. And uh, that that's a hotel's a great location for that type of stuff. It's literally like you walk out the front door and there's the arch. So really cool. And then the next morning we woke up and walked over to the city museum which is yeah the best way i could kind of describe it is like meow wolf in vegas like just like trippy weird rooms tunnels but even more intense and it's for kids so it's like it's like leaps and bounds 
or discover DZ Discovery Zone. Remember those things without ball pits and metal instead of plastic and safety. So much metal, so <laughs> much metal. <laughs> so you just snake through like these caterpillar rooms, and you go down in these caves where it's like dark. I mean, they sell knee pads and headlamps, like the things you use, like when you're you know working, like a, a carpenter and stuff has on their wears on their head, like the flashlights on your head. They sell those two items, and we saw that before we went out. I was like, oh, man, this is, like, going to get real. So, yeah, you can go, like, your kids can go into this one, you know, crawl up this one thing, which is, you know, barely big enough for an adult to fit through, and then just disappear for, like, 15 minutes. So it's crazy. If you have little kids, it might be a struggle, and unless you're going to follow with them. If you have bigger kids, just say, hey, in, like, 15 minutes, meet us here at this spot, and they'll usually find their way back there. But they have a whole thing outside where you – can climb up and over and go through airplanes and stuff and way up in the air. Uh, it was closed down for the winter outside, which was kind of sad, but inside was nuts. We were there probably three hours and we didn't even do the outside. So there's a ton of stuff. It will definitely jack up your knees if you try to uh, get into it at all. Like me and my sister were just trying to leave this one area and we ended up getting stuck to where we had to crawl on the ground through holes and then go up through this caterpillar. So I got out first and took a video of her like, scooching through trying to get out it looks <laughs> it looks we look so dumb but everybody there looks dumb so nobody cares but it's just like it's insane so i visited there in 2013 that's the last time i was at the city museum and had so much fun i had a lot of people i know through like the amusement park community who always talked about it and loved it it sort of has that sort of same vibe to it but i remember leaving there with so many bruises bruises everywhere on my legs because I banged up my legs so bad. I think I was wearing shorts, which is probably not a good idea that it was in the summer. Uh, and yeah, there's just metal contraptions everywhere that you're climbing on. And it's just a ton of fun. You just got to go in there and sort of be like a big kid. And for the kids, like, I think this is, you know, I've been to a lot, you know, of kids attractions in this country. And I think this is stands out probably, you know, outside of like really heavy theme parks and stuff as uh, you know, one of the gems of the entire country as far as those experiences. It's unique. I don't understand with all the metal and everybody, how they haven't gotten sued, how a kid hasn't really hurt themselves uh, at this place. Because it, it really, yeah, I mean, metal is the word. Like, everything's metal. Yeah, and if you're claustrophobic, do not go. Um, <laughs> but they have some that, like, people are climbing up and it's like a it's like a caterpillar or a snake. Like, it waves back and forth. And you climb up this tube tunnel where you can see out, so you you like you, you're not like trapped, but you are because there's no exit point. So once you start climbing up this thing, you're in it for like two or three stories. And I'm like, how often do people just like freak out in the middle of this? She's like, oh, like every day. <laughs> how 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 like old how old does it all feel? Like does it you know feel like it was built that long? You know, like what kind of refurbishment? I mean, I mean, just like is it like rickety? You know, what's your feeling? No, it's all that? it's really sturdy. I mean. When we were walking up to go down the like seven story slide or whatever, that area felt a little bit kind of crazy because the the railing and it was a big drop off when you're walking up the stairs. The railing probably came up to like my belly button, maybe like maybe a little bit higher than them. Like, man, that doesn't seem very, you know, like don't go up a little bit more. (laughs) Yeah, you should have a little bit more safety here. Like kids are going to want to like climb up and look over. And I don't know, like I was getting flashbacks of like. Michael Jackson holding his baby over the balcony. Like, I, it was, it was kind of creepy, but, uh, you know, it was fine. They must not have any issues because they, they're still open. But, yeah, they just had, like, this one net thing that looked so dusty that it would probably break if anybody fell on it. 
and that was still like a, a four four uh, drop before you hit that netting. So I wouldn't trust it at all. I thought it was more to catch like things if people throw something uh, so it doesn't land on people down in the the caves or if they drop their phone or whatever. But even the netting was pretty spaced apart, so it didn't even do that good of a job. I don't know. It's crazy. That slide, if I remember right, was pretty incredible. I remember it being one of the favorite slides I've ever been on. Yeah. Uh, just because it's so tall and it takes forever to get down. But yeah, it's a it's a fun place. Yeah, they it's watch it on a video. It. It takes like three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I highly suggest people go out there and Google City Museum and look at it because it's really hard to describe everything. You can describe metal and like this giant play areas and climbing into vehicles. And uh, like you said, the outdoor stuff is incredible too, like. At one, I think there's like this 40-foot curved wall that curves in. They only let kids on this one uh, where there's a metal cage behind you and you're planted between a metal cage at your back and the wall and you're literally climbing up this wall 40 feet as it like sort of bends in. I, it's insane. I saw pictures of that and I tried to find it and I could not find it. Uh, and I was like, I'm even looking online. I'm like, I know that I saw a picture of this thing because I wanted to see what it was because it looked like, I'm like, this can't be safe. I don't... <laughs> If you let go, you're going to fall, I feel like. But I couldn't find it at all. So I don't know where that was. But maybe we it's missed outside, the whole area. So. Yeah, oh, it's okay. Outside, that's why. So, yeah. oh, it's in like ooh. a covered area outside. So that's why probably maybe it looked like it was inside. But it is on the outdoor section. Okay. But and they even have loved stuff, it. <laughs> they have stuff up on like the ceiling. Or not on the ceiling. Up on the roof uh, that has like a, a Ferris wheel up there. And you're really high up. And a praying mantis thing. like, And that's on top of like a 10-story building. Which seems kind of crazy too so it's like the whole thing has got stuff on it now i gotta go back see now i gotta go back in the summer <laughs> yeah i'm going back i'm bringing a group of our diamond members in june so we're doing a family meet up there which is going to be fun doing six flags the holodome and the the city museum let's talk about the the holodome again so i stayed there in the summer and you know the rooms are pretty basic holiday in i think they've been renovated recently but nothing too fancy as you said, it's sort of like a, a motel where they attach this old school uh, water park or, or something like that. My room didn't face the pool. I I was I guess I was too cheap, Mark, and I didn't get yeah, my yeah. upgrade. Uh, although with my diamond status with ISU, you would think I would get a pool room, but no, I just got a regular room. And so it's like it had an entry to the parking lot on one side, kind of like a motel, like in one door on one side of our room. And then the other door had an interior to the hallway, which brought you to the, the pool and stuff, which was... A little strange, but yeah, it's just like they dropped this uh, motel with with the thing. But I really love the Holodome. My friend Dave and I hang, hung out there, played pool. Um, you know, there was just a lot of activity with families in the pool. And uh, yeah, I like the architecture of the building too. It's got this sort of like medieval, sort of old school fancy vibe to it, the, the lobby and, and everything. And it does sort of feel like when you walk into that dome where the, the pool is and all the activities are, it really feels like you're traveling back in time. I, it doesn't feel like it's from this time yet. You know, it feels familiar, but like something from a different era. 90s, baby. 80s and 90s. Yeah, I really like it because, you know, we, we could just walk out our, our door and they have all these plastic tables and chairs and stuff for people to sit down and have drinks or play games. People were playing board games on them and stuff. I mean, my sister could just sit there and chat and the kids could run all around and you're all in the same big room so they could be swimming you could kind of see them in the pool or they could be at the arcade you could see them besides a little bit of blocked areas but you could just kind of let them roam and they're both 11 so they have a little bit more freedom than if it was like a six-year-old or whatever but you know that that kind of is a throwback to when we were kids where people were a little less helicopter-ish and 
you go to a hotel and the kids are, and the parents are like, yeah, go to the arcade, go wherever, and you just kind of run around. So you get to experience that, but you're still, you know, within an earshot of them. So it's kind of cool, and, uh, you know, I loved every minute of it. That that was the whole basis of the trip, even though it wasn't, like, the highlight of the trip. And uh, it really was, it did throw me back to, ki- you know, back to being a kid, and I love that I got to share that with both of them, and they, they both loved it a lot and we're like this is awesome this is cool and the rooms are updated i thought they were they were fairly nice and uh very clean every everything in the hotel seemed very clean uh so one of the cleaner hotels i've probably stayed in in the last year or two which is kind of crazy to say but i think i paid twenty four thousand ihg points a night uh for each room and then the, the cash rates are between one and 200 i think most times so pretty affordable and then if you're going to six flags it's you can't beat that location yeah, I think this is a just a good reminder that St. Louis is a pretty incredible family travel destination. And cheap. Yeah, it is. And so you have the Gateway Arch, which is incredible, great views, and it's one of those iconic, you know, landmarks in in America. You got the City Museum, which is so much fun. They have the baseball stadium down there. They have that huge park, which is a little bit outside downtown that used to hold the World's Fair. I forget what that is, but tons of activities and museums there. And then, you know, the Holodome is really cool. And as you point out, Six Flags, and this is one of the three original Six Flags parks before it became this corporate conglomerate. So it's an old school Six Flags park, a little bit on the smaller side, and it has a lot of that sort of history to it. It's a nice park. So, uh, and you could walk there in two minutes from the Holodome. So if you're considering like a, a place to take your kids for a weekend or a good family travel destination in the U.S., I think St. Louis is, should be high on your list City Museum is one of a kind, definitely worth visiting. And there's tons of other stuff to do depending on your interests. And if you like hotels, if you're a hotel nerd, I highly recommend going to the Holodome because uh, it's an experience I had never had before. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm looking forward to, to going back in the staff. <laughs> yes. And the staff. Uh, well, I think I told you about the City Museum. I, I, I know oh, I yeah. No, I'm talking you. about Holodome. Yeah. I, I unlocked it. But there so are we, some. We helped each other out with this. Yeah. And there's. Uh... Uh, an article on the site about holodomes and stuff and people have shared other places that maybe they're not even holiday ends anymore but they still have uh, the same features and stuff so there's still there's probably like 15 to 20 throughout the u.s scattered not all holiday ends anymore but you know there are those options there and the the main reason that they stopped is because the humidity and you walk in there and it smells like chlorine and it's very humid the humidity just like destroyed the buildings and ate away at the wood and it was just hard to upkeep. So that's why they stopped doing it. And that's why they have indoor pools just in a smaller room. But it, there are still some out there and I'm glad that they, they kept them open and alive. Absolutely. Staff there was great too. Uh, like you said, it's clean, really nice bar bartender there. So you can have your drinks while the kids are in the pool. Uh, yeah. I liked everything about that. So I'm glad you did too. And uh, yeah, go to St. Louis. And uh, you know, I think that's a good way to end this show, this Thanksgiving week show. I know uh, I'm uh, planning on enjoying the week, trying not to get too overloaded with Black Friday deals because they're so scattered. So I don't even like it seems like there's deals every single day now. So I know Mark will be covering that on the site. Uh, This comes out on Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. And if you want to check out the latest Black Friday deals, what we find, uh, make sure to check out MilesToMemories.com. You guys doing anything fun for Thanksgiving? They both trying to watch this game, man. I'm dying. (laughs) Uh, Wait, the no, game, the uh, game is for the, eight minutes, right? When is yeah, the game I need, starting? I need time to get ramped up for the game, okay? I'm already right, like, so, I'm on pins and needles. I got to go. Right. As the Joe flies Joe. all over social media. Check me out there. 
right. I'll see you all. See ya. No, uh, we we are just doing uh, going to the in-laws. Well, my wife's aunt and uncle's place and the in-laws will be there and stuff. So just heading over there not so we don't have to cook anything or do any of that stuff. So that's nice. But, you know, being in and out like two hours, I'll be looking at my watch and saying, all right, let's go. It's time to go. But, uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at Miles to Memories, or come in on the articles there, and I'll get back to you. How about you, Sean? Joe, is, uh, Joe, you're so funny. You were hoping for a short show this week, and we delivered a nice long one for you. So I hope it's everybody actually, enjoys it. Actually, it's actually fine because it eases my nerves to be busy, but now we're so close to the game. I got to go. All right. So, yes, well, you, where can you, we find you, Sean? <laughs> yes. I won't at go Miles, until it's actually over. At Miles to Memories all over social media. Uh, if you like our Vegas stuff, Mark and I do our Vegas show twice a week, youtube.com forward slash miles to memories blowing up over there. Finally, after we struggled for so many weeks to, to get subscribers, we picked up like a ton in the last couple of weeks. So thanks to everybody who watches and subscribes all of our stuff, posts, podcasts, videos, everything we do miles to memories.com. Thanks so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you next time. USA. <laughs> Politic. Gosh, I'm Go! so That's what she said. Oh, Lord. Beep. Why you All make right. it explicit? <laughs> Why you got to make it explicit? Okay. Well, only like, two minutes oh, in. I put it in subtly. TWSS. I just put it in subtly. Everyone already knows the joke. You don't have to do the TWSS part. Yeah, you do.